have a strategic plan, yes. period, you know, and then you can weave in random, but you should actually yeah. last minute stuff fun, that comes up. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Throw in the fun personal stuff and even events that come up. But having a plan of action is going to help you stay on course and also plan out, OK, we want to drive traffic to this. We want to drive awareness to this product. We're targeting this ICP. We need information for them. So it just helps you plan everything in advance, but you have to be consistent with it or it doesn't work. This is Digital Marketing. Hey everyone, this is the Digital Marketer Podcast. I'm Mark DeGrasse, president of Digital Marketer. And today we have a very special guest, the queen of LinkedIn, uh, according to me, of course, uh, Mandy McEwen. And she's our subject matter expert on our new social media certification coming out very soon. So welcome, Mandy. Thanks for having me, Mark. Glad to be here. All right. So I figure you've been on the show before. You've actually hosted the show a number of times. So. Indeed. Everyone knows your LinkedIn acumen. Uh, I think what we want to know now is what's going to happen with LinkedIn now in 2023? Uh, are there new capabilities we should be worried about? And how do you actually just get the most out of LinkedIn as a business professional? Yeah, I don't think there's anything to be worried about aside from AI, which you'll touch on. Uh, <laughs> but the updates, so LinkedIn is coming out with more updates, more analytics access, and some cool new features both for business pages and professional pages. But I think the name of the game now and in 2023 is engagement. So we've noticed that LinkedIn is rewarding people for engaging. So if you engage with people before you post and after you post, you'll get higher engagement on your posts. They now have the ability, which they have uh, recently in the past couple of years, to comment as company pages. So they're encouraging more companies to get active. Uh, in the past, it's we've just been posting content as companies. We haven't been engaging. So I think it's more of a humanization model of like, look, we're trying to elicit engagement. We want people to network with each other, not just people, but actual companies as well. So I think that we're going to see more of that. And we're going to see different types of content posts uh, being adopted, um, more interactive um, videos, LinkedIn lives, different types of post types. And really, it's all about engagement and coming from a place of value and really um, showcasing the humans, you know, behind the brand. So love that the human to human connection exactly. versus B to C or B to B or anything yes. like that. H to H. H to H. <laughs> H to H is the way to go. Indeed. So with that said, I think a lot of people, you know, get confused about social media. They kind of think of it like, okay, I'm going to get some awareness. Maybe I'll make some connections, but they really don't connect the process of doing social media with actually making money, getting leads or building the business. They just kind of think I'm building social media. So for you, how do you try to you know teach people to convert from, okay, some awareness and some goodwill and all that kind of stuff into actual leads or get the most out of the platform? Something real. Yeah. It's about being intentional with your content. So you need to be obviously providing value, but do it in a way that is showcasing leading to your solution. So I always tell people lead to your solutions, don't lead with. Oh. So you talk about the value, here's what we do, or not even here's what we do, but here's the solution, here's the problem, and then you talk about the problem, the challenge, give some tips, and then the solution would be, you know, your company. So it's all about not just, you know, getting views and getting likes, but uh, more of providing value in a way that people know that you and your company are the experts and actually want to do business with you. But you have to be consistent. You have to mix up your content types. You have to engage. You know, I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Uh, long gone are the days of just like posting lame 
social media via Hootsuite and, you know, (laughs) calling it good. good. (laughs) Yeah, right. So people are looking for more than just links to white papers and links to webinars, but we still need to be intentional behind it. There are too many companies that are just posting for the sake of posting Mm -hmm. and they don't really have a real strategy behind it. So that's where like the content pillars come into place and you need to make sure you're talking to each uh, ICP, you know, each one of your customer personas and that each one of your service offerings also getting mentioned, but not maybe indirectly, you know, so you're talking, right, right. It's not overly promotional, but no, let's say our service A or product A solves this problem. Well, then let's talk about all those problems that it solves. And at the end, we can have some sort of call to action, right? Um, But it's also about engagement. So speaking of call to actions, we need to be asking people to not just visit our website and fill out a form, but what do you think about this? You know, Mm. let's share your thoughts. What are your insights and get people to actually comment so it really is about building a community, um, not more than it is just posting for the sake of posting. Like the whole goal is to build a community. And I think that's what LinkedIn's really trying to do. And with their new tools and more analytics and everything they're rolling out, it really is more community driven. And so they're really trying to make it a safe, fun place for businesses and professionals to come and feel like they're part of a community. I love that. Well, I, and you keep on saying engagement. And I think that's what a lot of people forget about social media. They think like, oh, I'm doing my posts. Like, why isn't it growing? But like you were saying, I think I've made comments on people's posts and I give way more traffic to my profile from a comment yes. than I will from... I see your comments post. pop up. Oh, do you? Yeah, it's oh, like, nice. Mark commented here. I'm like, okay, Mark, look at you. <laughs> look at you. This group like, oh, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. No, but that's the thing too, a perfect example. So when Mark comments, I see it because Mark and I are connections on LinkedIn and we engage with each other. So every time Mark leaves a comment and I'm on LinkedIn, it literally says Mark left a comment and I can see his comment and I can see who he commented on. So it helps you because your followers and your connections are seeing that, but it also helps the person that you commented on because now I'm seeing John Smith's comment, maybe I'm not connected with John, but because you commented on it, I'm going to pay attention, Mm. you know? So there's so many different ways to leverage the engagement aspect, but I think that's what we're going to see more and more of and more companies taking advantage of LinkedIn Live too. LinkedIn events is what they call it, which is basically you can set up an event, you can invite people to it, and then it's essentially a LinkedIn Live, but they're trying to make it more, keep it on, you know, let's stay here and not go to another webinar platform. So they're trying to turn it into everything stays on LinkedIn. Uh So I think we'll see more companies leveraging that as well. Now, you talked about companies and you talked about kind of the personal aspects. Um, Do you have, you know, kind of like a suggestion on how much time you should spend on working on your company page versus how much time you should spend on working on your personal page? Yeah, that's a really good question. I would say depends on where you're at with the business. You know what I mean? So if it's an established company page um, and maybe your personal profile and it all depends on like, I mean, there's so many factors here, right? So let's like just say for the sake of this conversation, let's say small business, right? Let's say the small business, because 90% of small businesses haven't been doing, Doing you know, doing a ton (laughs) or much of anything on LinkedIn. So then I would say in the beginning, you need to focus a little bit more on your company page to get it ramped up a little more, you know? So um, a cool thing with LinkedIn company pages is, did you know you can invite your followers to, or your connections to like your company page? Oh, was it restricted before? Like, yeah, so new? you can do 100 a week. Oh, okay. So if you're an admin of a company page and you could have multiple admins, then every single week you can invite 100 of your connections to like the company page. So that would be the first thing I would tell people to do yeah. is like, make put that on your calendar, do that every week, you know, invite your connections to like your company page. And so it shows up in like your connection requests. So like when you go and you see all the connection requests, yeah. it'll be from company pages like, you know. Susie Smith's inviting you to like ABC company, right? And then you'll also see connections. So 
that'd be the first thing. But to answer your question, um, I would definitely make sure that the company page is where it needs to be optimization wise first and then start posting content, have a strategy and then focus on your personal profile. But I would say you can split them, uh, but you're going to notice more opportunities coming directly from your personal profile because you can message people. Uh, you know, you can't message sense. people on your company page, but you can't neglect the company page either. Yeah. So I would make sure that, you know, I have a, a checklist that I use with clients. It's 30 minutes a day. So I would say if you were doing this, you can literally do it 30 minutes a day on your personal profile, 30 minutes a day on your company page. Right. And then you can kind of see what's happening there. But I would certainly use both of them. But keep in mind that when it comes to connections or relationship building, that's all on your personal profile. So I'm leaning more towards spending more time on the personal profile yeah, a little bit, sense. you know, for small business owners. I mean, it's totally different. With bigger companies, when you have a marketing team handling the company page, you know? Yeah. Well, I think I always tell people, I'm like, no matter what happens with your career or your job or whether you have a business or not, you're still going to be you. So you still need that personal brand. And actually, one of the most frustrating things is a lot of companies, just the the owners are like, no, I don't do social media. And you're like... It's your company. Yeah, like You have to. <laughs> you like, have to. Long gone are the days where you had a choice. You know, like you yeah. don't really have a choice anymore. No. And actually, that was another point I made today where I said, hey, the first place I go if you want to write for Digital Marketer or be on the podcast or any of this stuff is your LinkedIn page mm-hmm. because I don't want to look up your website. Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, so in that regards, uh, do you have tips, just like some quick tips on optimizing your profile or a couple things you could do to enhance your profile? For yeah, you? for sure. And then I'm glad you mentioned that too. And this is what we talked about on the AMA is like your personal brand, your LinkedIn profile is the home of your personal brand. That's why you go there and look, you know, before you end up working with people is everyone goes to your LinkedIn, even, you know, corporate salespeople, if someone reaches out to them on via email, maybe they happen to be interested in the product. They're going to go to their LinkedIn page. And if your LinkedIn page is crap, no one's going to want to talk to you, you know? So <laughs> tip number one is don't make it look terrible. But how do you do that? So obviously have a lovely headshot, cover photo, but the headline is key. And this is where most people get it wrong. They just put the title, you know? Yeah. So um, even if they put owner, let's say you're the business owner, owner at Mod Girl Marketing, like that would do me no good, yeah. right? So the headline, because what happens is when you're perusing LinkedIn, when you're engaging, when you're leaving comments, people only see your headshot in the first few words of your headline. Or maybe like five words, depending on how long they are. So if you waste that real estate with your job title, no oh, one knows what the heck you do. Yeah, it's pointless. So make that more valuable. Like what what is it that you can do for people? So and you guys can look at my headline for an example, but make it really specific on this is what I do. This is who I help. And I'd say that's key. And so if you think about in marketing terms, we talk about above the fold, right? Yes. Like we've been talking about that for years. Like, oh, like one of the first things. Term. Exactly. I learned in like 2007, like above the fold. Now it has. It's right. It's throwback, man. But it's the same thing with LinkedIn is like people are busy and kind of lazy. All of us, right? Like we're busy. We got stuff to do. We don't have time to like spend hours on people's profiles. So if above the fold is not enticing, good luck. Right. So I'm talking about your headline, your photo, your cover photo, and even the two features you can use on mobile, the audio name pronunciation. Uh, Have you done that yet? Yes. Actually, I saw your video. Okay, good. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Awesome. Good student you are, Mark. And then the video, the cover story video. video, Okay. You need to get on that. So those are all things above the fold that people can quickly learn about you. So they can hear your voice and then they can watch your video by clicking your profile photo and they can watch a 30 second video of you. That's awesome. So those are my above the fold tips, but the rest is just fill out your whole section. Like a lot of people go to their profiles and don't even have an about section. Yeah. It's gone. It's like, well, wh- what are you about? How, how, if it's not there, how am I supposed to know that? So, 
And another tip is don't make it all about you and your resume. Uh, make it more about the company. Oh. So I tell this to pretty much anyone who's not looking for a job. And I don't care if you're an employee of a $10 billion company or if you're an entrepreneur of your own company, your LinkedIn profile should be more about the value that your company provides than it is about you. That makes sense. You know, so weave in, this is who I am as a professional and the expertise I have, but here's what my company does. So you should always start off with your about section. This is what kind of your elevator pitch. Like the very first sentence should be what you all do, you know, and then just take advantage of the featured links thought the experience section um there's there's so much to do but most people don't take advantage of it. i mean literally complete everything recommendations honors and awards i mean the list goes on and on it's just most people are hardly scratching the surface mm-hmm. and there's so much there so so do the work take advantage of it <laughs> exactly <laughs> do it fill out the fields not that i mean really if somebody sat down and said i'm gonna get serious about linkedin it would take you what an hour yeah maybe? an hour tops yeah you know but job. some people overthink it and they're like i can't write about myself <sighs> you know we were talking yeah. about today it's like it's so much easier to talk about your expertise than it is about yourself they you know so practice. people get yeah but i hear that all the time yeah. like uh you know i'm so comfortable talking about my product but i hate talking about myself it's really hard for me to talk about myself and that's why we help them with like take stuff from the company page take stuff from your company website like go to the company linkedin page and take a blurb from that put it on your about section tweak some words and then work in what you do with the company and who you are as a professional and your expertise. Like it's not that hard, but they overthink it. And I think that's just human nature. You yeah, know, well, I think it's that and fear. I mean, and fear, anytime totally. you're, that's it's why, new. Well, it's new and people don't like to talk about themselves because right. you open yourself up to judgment. So it's exactly, it's understandable. A lot of it is fear-based. Yeah. But it's stop it. Right. <laughs> stop <laughs> it right now. Do you like money? <laughs> do you want to excel your career? Do you want to take over the world? Then sorry, you're going to have to. Then you have to. And the thing with LinkedIn, speaking of fears, LinkedIn's pretty cool. Everyone's pretty nice on it the is. platform, you know? So even if you're just starting out, it's really the best place to go and start a personal brand and start a presence because people are generally nicer there than they are yeah. on any other platform. They're encouraging, you know, because everyone has to start from somewhere. So you're not going to get a bunch of haters when you're coming right out of the gate and starting to post content, yeah. you know, and it's better than not posting at all because 5% of people are posting content consistently. That's, That's it. So crazy. 5% out of 850 million users. Most people are lurkers. Yeah. They're, that's what they Lurkers. are. And so like I have people that reach out to me and I, they haven't liked a single, well, not that I pay attention to all the likes, but like I haven't actually seen them seen pop them up, before. but they're like, I've been following you for years. Let's do business. Like, Thanks Lit, for the likes. You come? Yeah, here. exactly. <laughs> Thanks for the support. <laughs> you I'm creeper, creeper lurker. <laughs> but it happens. Yeah. There's so many lurkers and they go to LinkedIn to learn and to view content and to, and obviously not to engage because they're not. Yeah. But they're there, you know, so uh, it just goes back to that fear component. Like, oh, I don't want to say the wrong thing or exactly. Think, or I don't want you to think I'm stalking you, even though I am. Even though I am. You know, it's like, mm. but I think for for your point about like people are nicer on LinkedIn and the reason it's not, you know, altruistic all the time, but you will get judged if you're mean on LinkedIn. I think if you go yes. on somebody's post and you're like, 100%. I'm going to be a big jerk and yeah, you're, you're, if you're totally rude, wrong, nobody will put up with that. Right. Like you'll be able Nor to should they. Yeah, I mean, it's if you have an opinion, that's fine. But yeah, but you have to be rude about it. Yes. yes, yeah, and that's the thing. I mean, there are some toxic posts on LinkedIn, but you can also control your feed by unfollowing. Those yeah, it's very blocking easy. them. You know, yeah. I've had plenty of trolls in my time, and they're just blocked yeah. or just complete I'll creepers follow. that are inappropriate. Oh, block. Bye. Well, actually, <laughs> last question then: uh, How do you deal with trolls on LinkedIn? How do you deal with trolls? That's why I just said block. <laughs> block. I mean, that's it. Like, what else? I don't like wasting time on trolls. How, how about you know? Uh, Less than nice comments or argumentative comments. Maybe you make a point yeah. and then you have to 
defend the point. I did. So I've been in these situations before by posting. Um, well, actually, one was a, a personal post, but some were some current event posts mm. that I was trying to take a neutral stand on. Um, I, and I was just making a comment that stuff needs to change. Example, gun control for yeah. one. But like I wasn't taking a complete like, oh, this is 100 percent my stance. I was just bringing it up. Right. And that went crazy and viral and got all sorts of haters, like complete, like gun loving, you know, and at the time, like I owned guns, like I'm not like down no, with guns. No. You know, this is just one example of a couple. And yeah. I, that's why I stay away from industry events yeah, now. It's the easiest one. <laughs> uh, 100%. And it gets tons of views. And if you want to go viral, talk about current events, yeah. but be prepared to deal with crazy comments. Yes. So I had one about Krispy Kreme donuts offering um donut free donuts for vaccine i had a poll on that uh -oh. like back when covid first crazy 2020 yeah um that went viral and got cr crazy people like fighting with each other yeah. about whether crispy came off for donuts or not and like just <laughs> the most nonsensical stuff right so you have to be to be responsive though like you can't post something and then just ignore all the comments yeah you know uh, so i just have a way to handle it where i'm not trying like that's what i literally say like i'm not i'm just trying to start the conversation like you know, this is your point of view. But um, I generally try to stick away from that because I don't have time to do that. Yeah. That's what I learned is like, it's not worth the viral post because did that bring me any business? No. Well, like, no. That's uh, I think that's the trick with social media in general is yeah. that it's not about awareness because you could do a post like that and it could get a zillion hits. But if it doesn't do anything for your business, then totally. Cares? Exactly. Uh, on top of the fact that if you do post an issue or current or, uh, you know, controversial topic, a lot of times people won't even read what you wrote or said they're just commenting because they're like oh this person's against what i'm for yes because they see it there's a chance like, they're, oh, they're fired up yeah you're like i addressed your point I, and that's what happens it's like i was not i am not i'm the, like the least political person ever i never try to get in fights about anything like i just wanted to see what happened and what people thought of and like whoa oh yeah backlash and i was just talking to a guy actually he said i had two was it almost two million views on one post that didn't oh. get him any business and then he had a post that had like maybe 2000 views and it, it landed him like five clients yeah. you know so it doesn't like that's why you can't look at vanity it. metrics and views you know like you have to look at what are you actually posting and what's driving business like my videos get the least amount of views it drives the most revenue for me that's by far tip. you know so don't look at the vanity metrics don't worry about just going viral for the sake of going viral like you have to be intentional about it you yeah. know and then just don't if you don't want to mess with trolls then don't post things controversial, but if you like that, then, then go yeah. for it. I actually tell people that. I'm like, you know what? You could be as controversial as you want if that's what resonates with your target market. Yeah. And maybe you have a very niche target market. Yeah. So if you're the hero for the point that nobody agrees with. Go for it. There's Yeah, there's yeah. a word there. Somebody totally. agree with it. Totally. But I just don't have time for that. And now it's just tiring. With my, it is tiring. <laughs> and I'm like, and even with my team helping me, it's wasting their time. Yeah. You know, like I have my girls helping me with lots of stuff. And I'm like, I'm paying you right now to deal with trolls. This yeah. is dumb. This is it. a terrible use of my money right now and your time. You could be doing something else. So, you know, that's my tip. We could go on and on yeah. about trolls. But, well, I think the important part is, and we talk about this in the certification, is set a 90-day plan, yes. execute the plan, just worry about getting that done. And you'll get all the results without even, I mean, you have to do the engagement side, of course, but 
just going through the plan and doing what you said you're going to do, you'll probably get better results than you've ever had before. 100%. Just by doing that. Yeah. Have a strategic plan, yes. period. You know, and then you can weave in random, but you should actually, yeah. last minute stuff fun, that comes up. Stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Throw in the fun personal stuff and even events that come up. But having a plan of action is going to help you stay on course and also plan out okay, we want to drive traffic to this. We want to drive awareness to this product. We're targeting this ICP. We need information for them. So it just helps you plan everything in advance, but you have to be consistent with it or it doesn't work. Well, and that's why you should take the social media certification. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Well, that's fantastic info. Uh, I think you dropped like a dozen tips that people could use like today. So thank you for that. Uh, Where can people learn more about you? Yeah, obviously LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com, Mandy McEwen. Um, look me up there. And then my company, Luminetics.io, focuses on training sales and marketing teams on how to better leverage LinkedIn, everything we talked about today, MarketEye, and so much more. So you can go there if you're interested in learning more, but always set me up on LinkedIn. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. And thank you for listening. Uh, I probably said several times, but the social media certification is coming out soon. Mandy is our LinkedIn expert and we'll be integrating all of her tips into our proven frameworks from digital marketer, like our customer avatar canvas and the customer value journey. So stay tuned for that and tune in next time for some more tips. This is Digital Marketer.